Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome along to the worst idea of all time with me, Guy Montgomery. And myself, Tim. Uh, this is a podcast in which Tim and I watch Grown Ups 2 and review it once a week. Today we watch Grown Ups 2 for the 17th time. I don't know what to feel anymore, man. You see that every week, I feel. Yeah, something similar. I don't know. I don't um, know, man. Well, it was an interesting watch. I was sort of, I was sort of felt really fresh. Like I had fresh legs, like I was... Stretched and ready to go for the first sort of 30. And then I definitely started lagging again. Um, but we did bring along a handy-dandy laptop this time. And it's sort of it's filled with treats that I'll share with you a little later on mm. in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff to look forward to there. I mean, how, how are you going today? Tell me about what you're doing before the... before the, before the the um... Got a real mean bagel. Yeah? Yeah. Good on you. Pastrami, cheese, and a pickle. And mustard. And mustard. Comes with a base base mustard. I've had that one. It's called the Yodi. It's That's very good. A, it is a very good bagel. That sounds pretty good, man. And um, how were you feeling, you know, when we when we started watching the film, what were your thoughts? Were you going, I mean, I, you said on the way here, or when we were on the way here, you said that you think I'm in a good mood. You've been getting good sort of vibes from the texts I've been sending. Yeah, you've been very And I feel positive. like that translated into the beginning of the movie for me. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I keep getting, I don't know, like distracted by things when I was watching today. Like how easy it would be to cut this movie up into a uh, horror movie trailer. Yeah. Well. It'd be so easy because the thing is they haven't soundtracked lots of the movie because they're very lazy. So you could just (laughs) apply your own music there. Yeah. Wouldn't clash with anything. And there's so many moments that are taken out of context are horrific. And some of them, even when you keep it in the context, it's still horrific. Like when Adam Sandler keeps trying to drug his kid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, actually, funnily enough, that prompted something from me uh, this week's top three when you were doing that because you wanted. Ah, oh, did you think of one? No, yeah, I did. On the way through, I thought of one, um, which was, oh, because you thought that a good line for it would be when Kevin James is in the car wash as part of the horror thing. It's why is this never ending? Yeah, you thought that'd be a good line to put into the horror movie trailer. Yeah, 
But this week, uh, I've done the top three taglines, which like for the poster taken from the movie. Oh God, I could nail this. Yeah, okay, this is a great so one. So that was actually the first one. Is it's okay. just uh, on the movie poster as a review, <laughs> as as the quote, is, it just says, "Why is this never ending?" Um, I'm going to grab. Well, I've, that's quite meta. I've got yeah, I got two more. Do you? Oh, so you're just going to do just the got top three, three, and then you can do yours. But okay. I've got three here on the computer. <laughs> top four, then. Okay. Uh, the uh, the next one was, um, I don't see any of these conversations working out for me, <laughs> by Adam Sandler. So you just have that on the on the movie poster, as like the as the review. <laughs> That is good. And if, if you add the first bit of that line as well, so I, think why, we go I think we should all go our separate ways. <laughs> it's like warning uh, well, you against going to And the then movie. this is my third one, which is the favorite one, yeah. uh, which is Adam Sandler's yelling it out when his friends come over just a little bit before the actual party starts in the movie's climax, which is, we're irrelevant, we're losers, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yeah. That, wow, such good descriptions of the movie. Um Oh, now I've forgotten my That one. last one oh, does... There, okay, my one would be, there's no statute of limitations on being a dick. Because <laughs> no matter what Adam Sandler does from here on in, he could cure cancer. He should still be constantly reminded of this heaping turd that he made. I agree. Um, I mean, that's, that was a pretty fun wee, wee top three. Yeah, you did a great top three, man. Well done, you. Uh, and speaking of the party scene, which happens... I fucking hate your face, guy, but that was a great <laughs> top three. Speaking of the, the party scene, which happens at the end of the movie, um, last was it last week we had uh, a lovely woman named Roosevelt Tan watch the movie with us? Mm-hmm. It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. And she was sort of taken aback. She couldn't remember any references to the party happening because the party's a very important scene. The party scene lasts for about 30 minutes. It's yeah. the climax of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's where all of the characters come together in one place when they're not all doing that all over the town, just constantly throughout the day. Um, and it's, it's, there's barely no lead into it or set up for it. It just sort of is thrust upon you. And I sort of thought this week I would, I'd go to the trouble of counting how many times the party is referenced before the party actually arrives sure so you're like kind of as an audience member set up for it you know what's going to happen yeah how, how many times does it get uh, and up? i think i guessed this last week but i can now confirm it it's it's three a party is mentioned like this party i can't emphasize to you, you haven't seen the movie the significance of this party even though there are no stakes in the plot and there's no investment because all the characters are so one-dimensional if there's if there was to be any investment in the movie the party yeah. would be where it would all sort of the right. payoff would arrive that's where we're leading up to that's where we're going so in an hour in a 101 minute movie the party scene takes up 30 of those minutes before it happens it is referred to exactly 3 times in passing Never specifically, always a throwaway comment. This could have been your top three. The top three signposts for the party. The top three signposts for the party. <laughs> so where are they? Where do they come? Uh, the first one is when Chris Rock hops onto the bus with Adam Sandler driving. Yeah. And he says, um, he says, uh, you know, I'd really like to have an end of summer party. Yeah. So it's the first time. And then it's a conversation which they quickly sort of move past. Yeah. Adam Sandler explains the reasons why they can't have a beginning of summer party. That's it. The second one was uh, Shaquille O'Neal to Adam Sandler. Uh, in the Kmart car park, he goes, I heard you're having a party tonight, Lenny. And he goes, what? Who told you that? And then it cuts to Chris Rock, who sort of raises his eyebrows in a cheeky way. You also had a point you wanted to raise about Shaquille O'Neal in the car park. Uh, oh, the yeah. But do you want to do your number one? No, no, no. We can or save it. it. Okay. i got one more. But... Um, it's the fact that, and I'm not sure if we've ever brought it up before, that Shaquille O'Neal at one point in the movie waves a loaded, cocked pistol at them. Like a police-issue gun. You can't tell what it is. It's too far away. But probably a Glock. That's what they use. A Glock 9mm at most 
enforcement authorities you, around the state. How do you have that information? It's just standard, standard knowledge. That's not standard knowledge. Yes, it is. It's a very common no, gun. But I mean, I didn't know that the, the standard issue police gun was a Glock nine millimeter. Well, now is you do. Right? This is how. You, this is how. But you I, learn, this though. is this is sort of. I feel like a recurring motif in the film now, in continuation from your insistence on showing me the knife you bought and yeah. now carry in your purse at all times. Oh yeah, well I've got so another we, knife related thing for later. But <laughs> one thing at a time. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, my and, point is, Shaq is a like. It's supposed to be a funny joke that you laugh at because Shaq goes, "Put your hands up," and then he goes, "Now wave." Them. Almost. As, a, as an audience member, though, we don't even know that these guys know Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, we assume they do because there's no way you'd introduce a Shaquille O'Neal cop character to the movie if he wasn't just going to be friends with the gang. Yeah. Because it would have been weird if he was playing like a, a foil or a, or an antagonist or a villain. But as an audience member, you don't know that they're all friends. So when Shaq goes, freeze, freeze, put your hands in the air, and you're, you're, like we're, just we're, we're thinking, wow. Yep. This escalated really quickly oh, just before yeah. we were in a lovely infomercial for Kmart and now we're in a supermarket hostage situation. And it's not an unreasonable thing to happen either because uh, the cop steps out, Shaq, and goes, where'd you get that school bus? And Lenny Fader says, we stole it. Yeah. So like a cop could pull a gun that's on right. that situation. So you're like, oh no, Adam Sandler's big mouth slash Lenny Fader is, is going to get him shot today. But it by turns a cop. out it's just a lovable, negligent cop, Shaquille O'Neal, just waving his Glock 9 mil around with <laughs> reckless and joyous abandon in the Kmart car park because it's just another fucking Tuesday in Shitsville, USA. Whilst never further investigating where the school bus actually came from, but more than happy to, to present a police escort for, for said, bus. said school bus. <laughs> with a, what looks like a highly illegal situation going on on the roof with a raft and the actual bus driver, who <laughs> they're trying to kill. They are trying to kill Nick Swartzen throughout the film. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but... That brings me nicely to my shining light today. It's when they kill Nick. Ah, in the in the bus. Yeah. And why is that your shining light today? It's just so absurd. It's so, it's so, it's so ramped up against everything else that's happening. Like it's funny that they string Nick up in the school bus with rope. He passes out because he's medicated for an emotional condition, some sort of psychological condition. His he's going wife, through. his wife caught, his wife saw him eating, eating, eating a, banana. a banana with his butthole at her mother's house. So he's at the he's at the parent-in-law's parents-in-law, um, and he goes, "Hey." Oh, I'm, I'm at a dinner. A, what should I do now? I know. I'll anally what insert a banana. Outlandish thing should I do so I can insert it into the next Adam Sandler comedy script? And, th- and there it was. Um, so his wife left him. He's in a bad place, and then they he passes out because of all the meds. Um, so uh, luckily, Lenny Fader knows how to drive a stick, and he drives the shit out of that bus. And they tie him to the yes. not the roof, but like the ceiling of the bus, hang, upside hang him down, upside down, like a vampire. And then Kevin, when Kevin James comes in, he just yeah. pulls a rope, which releases it and drops him. On that his neck, on his, on his which head. Which will probably paralyze you, but won't necessarily <laughs> kill you. But what they do do is then Lenny accelerates the bus says, really quickly. watch this. Yeah, he says, watch this. With venom. And then Nick's body is thrown immediately to the back of the bus, where you see his head break the fall against the back wall, and you just hear this crunch, and you see his body contort, <laughs> which... There is no doubt about it. He's dead now. They've just killed Nick. They've killed the bus driver. 
and Adam Sandler's response to this is, you got to respect that. And Kevin James gives him a high five. Well, Chris Rock, <laughs> who actually isn't convinced by the whole thing, is sort of looking at these guys like, this is insane <laughs> that we are killing, stringing up and killing the bus driver they take on a Tuesday them, morning. And then, but then it's okay because by the time they get to Kmart, <laughs> the bus driver's fine. Nick's and alive. In a lot of scenes, um, like Chris Rock tunes out to what's happening. Yeah. I feel like he just, you see him in the background a few times. And he, and he's clearly not he's putting any dead eyes in. looking around the room for something to do. <laughs> um, I've got two, two things to get through. Yeah. Obviously, the third one is the reference to the party. We've oh, got yes. a little sidetrack by Shaquille O'Neal and his Glock 9mm. Mm. But, so the third reference to the party, remember there's been two so far leading up to this big crescendo in the film. Uh, the third one is Selma Hayek to Adam Sandler after the ballet recital. And it's just a throwaway comment while they wait for Stone Cold Steve Austin to come in, a.k.a. Tommy Cavanaugh. And she goes, I just wish you'd tell me eight hours before we're having a party. And those are the only oh, three God, indicators so, you have. So, what you've got to understand about those lines as well, so House of that Cards. guy's named, is that they're like innocuous throwaway lines there's so much shit in the film that's said that doesn't have any consequence that like you wouldn't suspect you would these never, of... you would never string those dots together to think that that's a party right. is coming up based on that and then when the principal's having dinner with his family he says what time's the fader bash tonight that's when uh, there's confirmation Penny is those were dropping. all leading up to this big thing <laughs> this is, the party's on and yeah. it's 80s themed uh, and as for my shining light Tim yeah Again, I got, I got a list of three moments I enjoyed today, thanks to the, the laptop. Don't burn out, mate. Help me remember. Yeah, but like if you use up all the shining mate, lights, how are we going to get through another 30... Oh, I see. You think I should save, save two of them? Launches. Okay. Uh, well, then today it was a scene involving Shaquille O'Neal. We gave Shaquille O'Neal a lot, of, a lot of credit today. I think that was because you were saying Jermaine Ross. Yeah. Fan of the podcast. And Fan of the podcast. Long time Also listener. hosts a fantastic podcast himself with some other guys oh, called yeah, the, the Issues. The Issues podcast. Uh, podcast. But he, he told you that she, he watched the movie on Sky and Shaquille yeah. O'Neal was one of his favourite things about yeah, it. Yeah, cracked him up. And he also, well, Shaquille O'Neal got me today. Uh, He's a, good in this movie. At the end, when, at the end, some hikes trying to tell Adam Sandler to put their daughter to bed and Adam Sandler's like, nah, I just want to fucking neck some beers with the boys. And then she's like, no, nah, I think that that's bad parenting and you should put your daughter to bed. And when she's saying this, Shaquille O'Neal is just looking at Adam Sandler. If I may, the f- I think the line is, you wouldn't want to have too much punch with all these kids running around. Yeah. The bit that you were talking about. And what's Shaq doing at that point? He's just shaking his head at Adam Sandler like, come on, we've talked about this, man. <laughs> like, you should stop getting so fucking hammered at these parties, you know, where you invite the whole town. And, you know, knowing the way you live your life, there's chances there's going to be a big all-out brawl later on. I'll be saying like you be Shaq. Okay. I'm I'm just having a few beers. I'm a grown man. Uh, Lenny, I gotta tell you, down the station, we're, we're sick of you coming in every Sunday morning after these parties, man. Oh, come on. We're just having a little fun. <laughs> you, you're not having fun anymore. Uh, I gotta sentence you to uh, 200 hours community service and AA counseling. Hey, I'm gonna sentence you Stop. for being a dick! <laughs> Okay, Lenny. I think even now I can smell the whiskey on your breath. I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got for that. <laughs> Doesn't bode well for when we're doing our um, episode, which is the gym teacher and the. No, that'll be written. Uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a proper script that we write out. Uh, so that was my shining light. It was Shaquille O'Neal chastising Adam Sandler for being a lousy parent? I reckon Shaq. We should just give a little round of applause to because okay. he's actually a good part of the movie. I think he's very nice. Um, other things that jutted out to me today? Well, I don't have a knife today, and I'm glad you asked. We're, what? I thought we had a new 
always have a knife on your person policy in place. I do, but I've just got the little one today. You got two knives now. Yeah. No, I've always had two. That, you, that's like you just did a classic like crazy person lead into conversation where you just say something you're like I I don't have my knife on me today which prompts me to ask oh you don't have your knife on me today and then you go oh actually no I do have a knife on me I've just got my small knife i got two knives yeah that's all I was just giving you a heads up that our new co-host isn't here though who came on last week oh you, you are the knife the I'd rather we did spend less time... I'm happy to not talk about the movie, but I'd rather spend less time talking about knives. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say that the, we've talked about Kevin James and his wife's relationship before. Yes. But um, when they're in the car on the way to the car wash, and he, he lists... He confesses that he perved on the ballet teacher, and she says, it's all right, I, I was looking today too, as in I was checking out a hot piece of man today. Yeah. And, and Kevin James has got... His wife is allowed to look at men. He's yeah. he's a he's a new age kind of guy. He understands that you know it's it's only human to lust, uh, but he has three criteria for which the the me, the man that his wife is allowed to perv on. The man can be one of three things. The setup is Kim James says, uh, "Oh, what did you say? I don't, I don't mind. Care if, I, don't I don't mind, mind, mind you looking at that. So long as he is either his wife can check out anyone who's gay. So that's okay as long as they're gay. Kim and James' wife can have a squiz." Um, as long as they're a cartoon. If it's a sexually drawn cartoon, a muscle-bound cartoon character on a beach, Kevin James' wife is allowed to check check them out. And the other person who it's okay for Kevin James' wife to check out is a dead person. It's fine for her to just perv on dead on dead people. And I'm assuming you don't see that many dead people sort of lying around on the street, which means that she's it's it's fine by him if his wife goes to the cemetery. Digs up some corpses, yeah, and looks at them, or just or goes and crashes into a morgue, yeah, or crashes funerals, yeah, which is a whole other movie. Yeah, I've got no issue with that. If you're lusting after a live man, we got problems. Yeah, a li- but if, if you're, you're dead, li- lusting I'm not after threatened by that, therefore a live, real life straight person, we got problems, lady. But if you just want to go and check out some corpses while I sleep at night, on my list of of, of like uh, priorities, if I'm Kevin James, like if I'm in that situation. I'm going to be worried about my significant other lusting over straight alive people mm-hmm. and then gays and then dead people. That's <laughs> just me. That's the order. That's me. Yeah, it's sensible. I think so. Because I think with, you know, people who identify as gay, there's an opportunity that they can still, well, they can do it. They can have sex with your wife, maybe. A dead person definitely can't Well, I mean, if, if I was if I was in, lived in the city that they live in and I was gay... And I knew I could have sex with Kevin James' wife. I would do it, even as a, a gay man who's not attracted to her. I would do it just to spite Kevin James. <laughs> as a gay man, I would have sex with Kevin James' wife. And I think this goes beyond the world of grown-ups too. This is just <laughs> this is a, this is a, I'm, this is a public announcement to any gay men yeah. who ever have the opportunity to have sex with Kevin James' wife in the real world. I reckon this situation exactly could play out because Kevin James, I'm assuming, lives in Los Angeles. He's chasing movie scripts all the time for a paycheck. So his wife, it stands to reason, also lives in LA. And I'll bet she probably does do yoga or something. Yeah. This could happen. The yoga teacher could be gay. I wonder how big uh, uh, our gay listenership in Los Angeles is. Certainly, I mean, we're certainly hoping it'll get bigger. (laughs) We're not 100% on those numbers. We don't have the technology yet to check in on those specific numbers. But then again, we're not Prop 8, you know? We're more popular than that. No. Um, Tim, fuck, man, there's so... 
We should bring a laptop every week. Honestly, yeah, or a notebook. We could just write these down, and we did to I start did, with back but in this, the day. Oh, I, I do it on a laptop. I got, I've got a whole thing. We here. haven't got into the thing yet. This was the oh god, we're already eighteen minutes in. This was All like right. the main crux of the podcast this week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Braden Higgins is David Spade's son. He's a character in the movie. And with my laptop today, I decided to take stock of every line. You remember Braden? He's the guy I thought was a warlock. Yeah. Uh, so across the movie, because I was, I wanted to think about this objectively as the actor who plays Braden. I don't know his name, but his agent goes, "Hey, we'll call him Adam. Hey, Adam, I got a script for you. Real meaty part in an Adam Sandler comedy. You want to read it over? An Adam Sandler script? Yeah, yeah. I think you're really gonna like this character. He's got lots of dimensions and, and depth." Okay, so how much screen time are we talking? How many lines have I got in this thing? Uh screen time. It's hard to say. You get 20 lines. What? In the whole film? In the whole film, you get 20 lines. Are you serious? But what, am I in like one scene? No, you're in the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, the movie's got a lot of lines. A lot of lines to go around. You get 20 of them. Wow. 20 lines and now, you're saying I'm in more than one scene? Do you want me to read the lines to you or do you want to read the lines to me? Do we have time me? for that? Could you really just rattle through all 20 lines while we're talking right now? Yeah. All 20 of we my do... character Braden Higgins' lines in the script. Yeah, I'll. if you want, I'll also do them as as you should do them in the movie. I'll do them as well, my... <laughs> that's what agents are for. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. So your first line, you go like this. No school. Summertime. What do you think? Well, it doesn't make any grammatical sense. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's... I'm not even sure what the meaning behind it is. It's part of the is. character. Think of think of the character when I'm doing these lines. Think of it as sort of like a warlock. It's like a warlock sort of figure. Okay, so, slightly mystical, kind yeah. of dark. Maybe has some supernatural powers that are alluded yeah. to in the film. Ma- probably not. Maybe. Okay, so your second line is you go, No, 
I sit here. I like that. That's gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm into okay. that second one. I'm just going to roll great. through some now. So wait, are you doing this in chronological order? Like we're yeah. going to cover the whole movie. We're going to cover the, the whole movie from the start. The so, okay. and then you can guess this what the movie is. Okay. I want to smash his face. That's your third line. What do you think? I want to smash his face. Now, again, do I have to deliver it just like you yeah, do? I would suggest doing that. Okay, because it seems extremely, well, for lack of a better word, kind of stupid the way that you're doing it. No, no, no. I think that's the way you should do it. Okay, the I fourth... want to smash his face. Oh, okay, yeah. what's the fourth line? Uh, I don't know. I told him it would be cool if he stayed late at the soup kitchen, so it's all me. Right. Apropos of nothing, I'm not going to give you any context for that. Okay, that's interesting. This is like a, a guess who, but for movie plots. Yeah. So now your next line, which is part of that same scene. Oh, 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 two two lines in one scene. No, how about we do something fun? How about we do something we're not supposed to? Jesus, I is think, he talking to a girl at that point? I feel like that's sort nah. of a cross line. I think I came on. I came on a Juliet. little. Heavy with the voice in that scene. Oh, okay. I don't think that's how I... You, should, as... you shouldn't do it like that, that one. Okay. That was wrong. All right, well, what's the next line? Let's check this out. Keep out? That just makes you want to not keep out. No, no, no. You've got to be reading that wrong. No, that's, Once again, give me the words. That's how it comes off the paper. Keep out? That just makes you want to not keep out. God. And, if you, and, you know, just to paint a more vivid picture, your next line is... And this will be your seventh line in the whole movie. No go. Stay. Now, sorry. Stay the imperative? Stay. As in, you're stay. commanding someone to stay. You're sort of, it's hard. You're sort of talking to yourself and to them. And also, I don't want to get strung up on this because I know it's three words, but are you sure it's not not go, stay? No, it's, I, it, it, that's how it's written. No go, stay. You're sort of just, you're sort of like convincing yourself and some other guys that you should stay at this place. Uh, and then your next line, oh, and this is a great one. You'll love this. Okay. This is this is sort of like Al Pacino's inches speech in Every oh, Given Sunday. Okay, this is what I went to drama school okay. for. What are we dealing with? Woo! One more time. Woo! What's the next line? You don't want to talk about how good that line is? What's the next one? <laughs> Summertime. Next. Uh... Well, next one's not really a line, but it's you get a good bit of screen Jesus time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> just, you just got this just, is devolving as the script no, no, goes on. It gets stronger. How did you? It gets stronger. It get, you it haven't signed me up to this. Starts, I'm not attached. It, often, it starts real strong, and then it gets a little weak in the middle, and then your lines get real strong again. So, well, what is this next one? Oh, it's not a line. You just do some heavy breathing, and then you've heavy written, breathing. Heavy breathing. I've just put heavy breathing in italics down for you, and you also have. a... You have soup kitchen my ass written on the on your arm, oh, but I'll explain. You don't need to worry about that. It's a, I'll tell you about that later. And then your next line is, so, so the soup kitchen thing sort of it's a recurring motif in your character. Okay. It sort of it underscores the whole thing. The next okay. one is you go. You lied about the soup. You lied about the soup. Okay, and no, that's good. We're hitting more. Towards you're yelling the at now. your dad. I like it. Okay, your next this line is, is almost like a you can't handle the truth. Your next line is, boo. You're scaring your dad. My dad. Okay, and then what? And then that line. Uh, After the boo, her name's not Hiccups McGee. So he says boo. Her name's not Hiccups McGee. It's a different scene. I'm just going to rattle through. Wait a minute. So no is one line. No, boo is one line. Boo is one line. Boo is one of your lines. It's got an exclamation mark, which means it requires lots of acting. What's what's after Hiccups McGee? Uh, 
So why do you call her that? This is all part of a conversation. Okay. So you be, uh, so you be ugly, McGee. That's one line. Shorty McGee. That's another one of your lines. Viagra McGee. Okay, I'm so going to three, stop you there. Those aren't separate lines. No, we'll see. So yeah, like three You're of reading your... reading commas as separate lines. Three of your... I don't know no, how... No, 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 no. Three I of your lines. You. Three of your You're lines. terrible agent. No, yeah, three of your lines. It's just a word and then the word McGee. But there's still three different lines. That's not three right. different lines. Right, okay, I've got three more lines for you. See if you like any of these. What enough that lines now? No, no, now. no. no. One of them was heavy breathing, oh, for God's sake. Your next line is, Hollow notes? Yeah, what is that, like a cereal? That's a funny line. That's a funny joke. Yeah, okay, I like that one. And then you've got, Wee-hee-hee-hee! wee <laughs> I know it seems inconsistent with a lot of the other stuff you're saying, but you you go on a real roller coaster. You're real up and down character. What, what's you're my last, your final line? What's my last line? They didn't do it. Me do it. Oh, which fuck is sort off. of a re- Come on. It's sort I of, did it. It's sort of a return to the, the no, correct pronoun. That's consistent with your character. It's true to you. Oh, for the love so, of God. So, to your character. Because remember, your first line is no school summertime, and your last line is they didn't do it, me do it. So, it's sort of like a commentary on summer. The movie's called Grown Ups 2. I'm Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery. Don't watch the movie. That Play was for a, us. <laughs> oh. Oh. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.